Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Creative Salon. I'm Rich Ashby, and we'll be speaking to some amazing people about everything from creativity to medical research, technology, filmmaking, and architecture. My first guest is Joe Kelly, who is the director of Campus PR. I've known and worked with Joe for almost two decades now, and today we'll learn a bit more about what she does. So without further ado, here's episode one. Hi Joe, um, so thanks for joining us on the show today. Um, now the first thing I wanted to ask you, what led you to set up Campus PR? Hey Rich, yeah, well, setting up Campus PR actually happened by accident rather than design. Um, I been working at the University of Leeds for about eight years and then I moved into the university's technology transfer office that dealt with research commercialization and I was there for about three years and um, the university decided to outsource the whole of that research commercialization function and um, I was made redundant and um, that was shortly after returning from maternity leave so I did have a bit of a panic Mm. because I had a toddler and a new baby and I needed a job that I could work around my family but a professor that I'd been working with asked if I could still write press releases about her spin-out company and I said yes and so I set up a computer in the alcove of my lounge and that was it really that was uh, 20 years ago and I didn't look back so although being made redundant was horrible at the time um, I look back on it now as being one of the best things that ever happened to me. And can you tell us a bit more, obviously it's quite a specialist selection of services that Campus PR offer, could you tell us a bit more about the types of services that you, you provide? Yeah, sure. So in a nutshell, we're a PR and communications agency and we've chosen to specialise in promoting academic research and innovation. And that means we work with universities, research institutes and organisations that fund research Um, and we help them to tell the world about what they're doing and help them raise their profile. So if, for example, you read in the paper, you know, scientists at the University of wherever have discovered that that's the kind of story that we would normally um, or we would be expected to be working on um, and the kind of thing that we might be involved in. And then more specifically, we can tailor that research information to, to targeted audiences or industries to create new opportunities for collaboration or new partnership opportunities. Um, and that's something that we actually really enjoy doing um, because we find out that as a result of something that we've done, perhaps a new collaboration or a new partnership has been set up and we, you know, it's, it's really rewarding to feel that we've had a, a role to play in that. So in terms of services, a great deal of our work is um, publicising research in the media, producing media releases or pitching stories to journalists um, in the print or the broadcast media. We also write about research for websites and publications and if appropriate we help to find visual ways to promote research and we do that with Mm. yourself at DocKumo. Thank you very much Richard. Thank you. Um, So we try and choose the approach that works best for whichever story we're promoting or the target audience that we're trying to reach. Perfect, great. Um, And there's often a lot of misconceptions about the role that PR companies play. Um, So are there any specific myths that you'd like to debunk? Yeah, I think there are. I mean, as you say, there are all sorts of PR agencies um, who specialise in all different industry sectors. And 
we're quite unusual in that we've chosen to specialise in research PR and this covers STEM, so that's science, technology, engineering and medicine. And I'd like to debunk the myth that PR companies will do anything, including distorting the truth, in order to get publicity because mm. our integrity is absolutely key to our reputation. And in the field of research PR, we rely enormously on our academics trusting us to communicate their science and technology or their research you know ethically yes. and responsibly and accurately mm. and likewise the journalists that we work with need to trust that any story that we're pitching to them is a genuine story and not something mm. that's been overhyped. Yeah, and presumably in the age of fake news and disinformation as well, that becomes ever more important as absolutely. well. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. correct, Rich. Yeah, great. Um, so do you have any exciting projects you're currently working on that you can tell us about? I do. Um, we are always working on exciting projects. That's the nature of working in research. We work with so many different uh, disciplines and researchers that there's always something going on. Um, let me think. Um, we work on research in any field, but quite a few of them are cancer-related at the moment. Uh, for example, we've literally just finished a story and just put out a story on how a fragment of protein from the deadly foot and mouth disease virus could be a brand new way of delivering drugs to pancreatic cancer tumours which are really difficult to treat. That's had some great publicity mm. um, nationally recently. We're also working on a, um, a fantastic story that's going to make a difference to bone cancer patients, particularly osteosarcoma patients. And we're also working on a story about an exciting finding in breast cancer that I really can't say any more about yeah, at the moment. That's um, we've also been asked to help the Rosalind Franklin Institute to promote the centenary of Rosalind Franklin's birth. So we'll be using that as a springboard to promote the amazing work that they're doing in developing like next generation technologies that will help to push forward research in health and disease. Fantastic. And um, obviously we've got some really exciting research that's, that's coming out of uh, different universities and institutions, but what do you think are going to be the main challenges uh, facing these institutions over the next few years? Mm. Well, from our perspective, we think or we anticipate that one of the biggest challenges is going to be around Brexit. Um, that's going to be a challenge in terms of the availability of researchers to move between the UK and the rest of Europe. Uh, we think that it's going to affect the ability of UK researchers to access certain big pots of European research funding mm. um, or, or to be part of um, to be part of a big European collaboration sure, on, you know, taking part in a, in a research project. Yeah. So, of course, you know, much of this remains to be um, seen and mm. negotiated and decided. Mm. But I think it's it's very uncertain about what the mm. ramifications of Brexit yeah. are going to be. In... I suppose even at a kind of earlier stage, you know, the Erasmus scheme as well. So students being able to go exactly. and to study in Europe and things exactly. like that, that will be affected as well so, yeah there's yeah. a lot of things that, that yeah. remain to be seen and and mm. not all of them are going to have good outcomes mm. i think for uk researchers which okay. is a terrible shame i think yeah do you, do you think we'll see a, an increase obviously it's a bit early to say but do you think we'll see an increase in uh, research collaborations of the us or other sort of non-european countries at all or is that gosh that's um yeah that's a good point yeah possibly mm. i mean yeah. It remains to be seen, and yes, I wouldn't yeah. like to speak yeah, on, on behalf yeah. of the researchers, yeah. but that is a possibility. Yeah. But it's such a shame because there are such strong collaborations yes. existing yes. already between yes. um, UK yeah. and, and Europe. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. Um, so um, another thing I'd like to ask you is, in terms of um, who inspires you and the team creatively. What, what you know, what really uh, kind of excites you as a team? We're all members of a national informal but national network of press and PR officers who work in STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, medicine, uh, and that network's called STEMPRA. Um, and STEMPRA is a fantastic, friendly network uh, which um, organises training events and workshops every month and has big discussion, you know, email discussion groups. And I think that the members of STEMPRA all feed off each other in terms of um, what's what works for them, what's worked for them in certain mm. situations yes. or sharing best practice and we take a lot of inspiration from STEMPRA so mm. you know very very pleased to be involved in, in that network. Great, brilliant. Um, and you mentioned before you do a lot of work with um, cancer research, oncology research um, but I know you frequently work <laughs> in partnership with the Pancreatic Cancer Research Fund so could you tell us a bit more about the work that you do with, um, with that charity please? Yeah, Pancreatic Cancer Research Fund or PCRF, um, we're particularly fond of this client because it is um, a fabulous tiny cancer charity uh, based in London and um, it funds cutting edge, really world class innovative early stage research into pancreatic cancer and it's it's really important little charity because um, central funding for pancreatic cancer is very low and um, pancreatic cancer itself has a terrible survival rate I mean it still remains in its um, in its single figures really and it's, it's a very mm. highly aggressive cancer and we don't think it gets a profile that it deserves. So we have been working with PCRF for 10 years now um, and uh, helping to promote the amazing outcomes of funded projects that, it's, uh, that it supports. And on top of promoting the research that the charity uh, funds, we've also started to work on um, helping the supporters of the charity up and down the country to promote their fundraising events. And this is kind of outside what we normally do but it's such great fun I mean last week I was writing about four blokes who crossed the channel on stand-up paddle boards and they'd only learned how to actually do that actually you know how to do stand-up paddle boarding about three months beforehand wow. did they have life jackets or? they did, <laughs> yeah, good. did yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. did have life jackets right. jackets but they only fell off about three or four times well, in impressive. the whole 24 that mile journey it yeah, was yeah. incredibly yeah, yeah. impressive yeah. i think i lost you know, two seconds <laughs> although they picked the only day in october mm. uh, when the the channel was incredibly calm right it was yeah. bad weather before and after yeah. on that one day the sea was like a, it was like glass it was so incredible tide forecast. exactly right, okay, yeah. right, <laughs> and then we're also about to be writing about um a, a group of uh, a group of supporters who are attempting a world record to be the largest group of men in kilts who are attempting to uh, reach the top of mount snowden Right. So those kind of really sort of bizarrely yeah, brilliant yeah. little yeah. fundraising activities are great fun to Fantastic. write about. Oh, brilliant. If you had one piece of advice for anyone setting up their own business or starting out in PR, what would that be? Okay, advice for people wanting to set up in business. I think that if you are a graduate, I think you should go back to your university and see what support they offer 
for students and graduates in mm. terms of startup support because I am blown away by what's available to students and graduates at Leeds University through mm. their business startup programme Spark. Um, you know, training workshops, um, a huge network of, of, of business mentors, funding, enterprise scholarships. I mean, just incredible amounts. Yeah, it's amazing these days. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, yeah. it's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. If you're not a student, then my advice is, firstly, do something that you know, do something that you love to do, mm. because are you going to be doing this hopefully long term, so you may as well enjoy what you do. I feel very privileged. I tell mm. people that I've got mm. the best job in the world mm. because I absolutely love what I yeah. do. And you can tell what I would have wanted to do. That's <laughs> and the thing, yeah. you need that passion yeah. about what you do yes. to be yeah, successful yeah. because yeah. it's infectious. Mm. Um, I think that you need to make sure absolutely that you're offering something that, that people want. Mm. Uh, I think that you should very much consider having other earnings while you start your business mm. particularly if you've got financial commitments like a mortgage yes yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you should listen and absorb advice from people who've got experience and people you trust I think you should be very very careful with your money because um, cash flow can kill um, a, a new business mm. I think that you should get everything in writing to mm. do with contracts yes, and yeah. partnerships and, yeah. and everything to do with yeah, completely and I think that you should network like mad because um, I've seen this particularly over the past 20 years. It, the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know, still holds true in, in a great many situations. And I've found over the years that other people have been incredibly generous mm. and kind yeah. in, in, in supporting me mm. in running a business yeah. and in opening doors for yes. me you yes. know, and offering yeah. advice. So yeah. network like mad. Yeah. That's great. Thank you very much, Joe. So, um, yeah, really enjoyed talking to you today. And uh, if you'd like to know a bit more about Joe's work, uh, please visit campuspr.co.uk. Cheers, Thanks Rich. I hope you've enjoyed my interview with Joe. If you like what you've heard, please tell your friends. And don't forget to rate the show on your favourite podcast platform. Creative Salon is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Acast. And for more information, please visit .kumo.com forward slash creative salon. So until next time, bye for now.